The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right, we're we're recording, man. We're live. Plant figures, I can't hardly hear. You can't hardly hear. Well, I just I'm hard of hearing. I don't have my hearing aids. You know, just one thing after another, after another, <laughs> after another. I now you have to, not uh, you have not really gotten to the point where you need hearing aids. I mean, come on. What about have what? I got hearing aids? Yeah, you haven't got to that point, have you? Yeah, absolutely. I I need them. I don't have them. I mean, <laughs> you need them to get them. Self-diagnosed. Well, I, w- I wanted to tell you. I I, I want to tell you because we talked about I, uh, some guy that uh, had left us a uh, really crappy review on Apple once. I thought you said it was five star. Now you say it's crappy. No, no. Listen, we, we I, I <laughs> he gave, somebody the week before gave us a one star. And kind of chastised me for something I said about a guy that I'd never even talked about on this show. What and do you mean? You mean you talk about him on the other show? No. No. I mean, we get our reviews for, for both of these shows, you know, for our midweek cow and the, it's all the same place. He, yeah, but what I'm saying is, where did you talk about him that this guy was mad? I didn't. That's the whole point. He must have been talking. He must have thought he was on another podcast. Get, was he listening to Rogan or something? Joey Diaz? Is that who we thought he was listening to? I have no idea. But he just, like, was really, it was terrible. It was like, what did he say? He said, I was talking about this guy named Steve who hosts this, um, he has this podcast called, or a big website called How to Hunt. He's a real deal guy out there leading hunting expeditions, I think, up in Alaska. He goes, Did you talk about him? No, I've only ever listened to one of his shows. So this guy totally is like, I, you know, you you talk so condescending about Steve on how to hunt, and I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But there's no way to to uh, give a rebuttal on Apple, so I, I so I just had to bite it, so to speak. You know, we don't have enough reviews that we can take one star reviews from a guy who apparently doesn't even listen to the show. But uh, but I wanted to share because you think nobody listens to to this part of the show. But uh, let's see, it's uh, looks like his name is Zanks CJ. I don't know what that stands for, but that is, but he says, I love the midweek how, keep it up. So there you go. Thanks for the five star on the midweek how, and now the pressure's really on because, you know, you got to do something spectacular to be worth that five star rating, right? Yeah, I would say, I guess, yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> well, I don't just, know. We just made this. Uh, but I, I know we talked before, and I, and I did want to kind of mention um, that, uh, that a friend of mine from Nashville, a super, super, super talented dude, actually the guy who produced and helped write the theme song, for the podcast, um, Nolan Neal, good buddy, you know, good buddy of mine, and you know, I, I think we've probably written five, six songs together. Passed away last Monday at, down in Nashville. He uh, he was a troubled uh, troubled soul, and uh, he just could not 
cannot defeat his demons, so to speak. And uh, pretty, it's, it's pretty sad when you see somebody with so much talent. And um, I, I don't know if the, and I think we kind of talked about this, if the, the mental health uh, stuff that he suffered from that then led to his addictions, if that is what made him so such a genius when it came to music. And I, you know, we kind of talked about, does that, do you have to be really super smart in certain areas? Do you have to be, does it affect you in other areas to the point where maybe you, you know, might be a little crazy? I hate to well, say I that word. Well, I think that said that. Yeah. You know, I think the, the smarter people generally have more mental illness than, I don't know how to back that up. I mean, unless you have a strong... Okay, I'm going to go on a limb here, okay? Okay, I know. I I can feel it cracking. You can feel it. Yeah, you can feel that (laughs) five-star is falling, right? That's the problem about when you get a five-star review, the only place you can go is down. Exactly. There's no six-star review. so let's get on with it. All right, let's go. I think, and I don't want to bring Christianity into this, or I guess for that, imagine you can be a Sikh or a Muslim or a Hindu or these very smart people that I know that don't have some, some, I don't want to say mental illness, but, you know, on on one, you know, a, a sliding scale on the really smart people, the ones that aren't crazy have a solid religious background of some sort, right? Something to anchor them. Okay. Okay. Or they're assholes, one or the other. <laughs> they're just not crazy. If you're the run of the mill, hey, if you're the run of the mill, very, very smart dude, you're going to be unhappy because you're going to realize most of the world is stupid. Right. And you're going to check the boxes you check to get the job that you think you want. And you're going to be surrounded by dumbasses. Okay. Okay. And, and, and you're going to struggle because you have the ability to analyze facts, draw sound conclusions. And, 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 and the dumb dudes, man, they just keep going through life. Right. Cause you're going to look I, around and you made every, every single right move to get where you're at. And you're going to realize there's dudes right there beside you that done everything wrong, and they're, they got the same they got the same seat you got. <laughs> I can't argue with that. That lot. And then there's the other portion. Yeah. I think those guys sit around and and stew in in where they're at in the world. You know what I mean? For one, for better or worse. Yeah, because it, the point you just made. If you think that you have done everything right and you're still sitting at the same table with the guy that did everything wrong, you're going to wonder why, what's the point? Well, and I think the other part portion is the people that do everything right and get what they want. And they realize what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. You know, I think there's a lot of that out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like a lot of the stuff that people seek isn't nearly as fulfilling once they get, what it is they were trying to get and you know and then they either are so disappointed that they crumble emotionally or or i guess it's on to the next thing unless if you're able to pull yourself together and go on to the next thing or try to figure out what it is that might make you happy but that's the thing is what what is really going to make somebody happy you know well i don't know does stuff make them happy or they're just happy i don't know I don't know. Like I'm, I, you know, by f- I'm far from being a genius or or super intellect, you know, a super intellectual by any stretch of the imagination. But I do know where I get like um, some like sometimes I get on, for lack of a better term, just on a tangent where I I am writing all the time songs or ideas, and that just seems. That does make me happy. Now, there may not be any monetary conclusion to it that sh- some people would find even more happiness from, 
but I do find that 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 does bring me some peace and some happiness. Now, does that make me crazy? Because that the simple act of just uh, being creative, I don't know. I don't know. I got no idea. But but I could see how, you know, the guys that are figuring out like uh, mathematical or scientific equations, like the the drive to to figure it out and get to the end of the problem, and once they do, does that does that make them happy? I don't know. I don't know. Does it make Bill Belichick happy to win seven Super Bowls? He always looks mad to me, just like that dude who coaches yeah. for Alabama. You ever look out there and see him smile? I don't know if I've ever seen him smile. Well, so, well Saban is a Bill Belichick disciple. But Bill Belichick coached at Cleveland right before they moved to Baltimore. I'm, I'm Cleveland's dead to me. <laughs> Saban. Cleveland's dead to me because of what they did with uh, Baker Mayfield. Yes. Where's he at now? Carolina. What do you mean what they did to him? They set him free. He has no pressure. He's going to Carolina. The weather's a lot better. And uh, as long as Christian McCafferty's health, healthy, he'll do all right. It's great. It's the best thing could happen to him. I mean, okay. So anyway, we go ahead. So we can get back on. The, <laughs> we can get back on the. We can get back on the. Uh, what makes what makes everybody happy? I don't know if any, you know, are people, anyway, is there such a thing as happiness? But but anyway, back to my back to my friend who he, you know, he and I had some very in-depth conversations about, uh, you know, religion and what, what the afterlife really was and what we, our perception of what is going on around us and what is, re- and it's, and I really sat back and I'm like, I, you had to wonder like is he crazy or does he has he is he able to go to another plane in his subconscious and just kind of know what's out there i don't know you know but uh i do believe that he's you know he was so tormented in our world that wherever he's at now he's found peace but it's just a shame because he was so talented and uh you know and I, I can see all those great musicians and artists and stuff. Um, addiction just got the best of them. I saw it firsthand, you know. So there you go. So I just wanted to mention that because he he does have sort of a tie into the podcast by um, helping produce and write the theme song. So right, and and back to where I was going with that. You know, uh, before we can, let's get on something chipper because I can't, I was sitting there multitasking and I realized I can't multitask because I'm not smart, which is why I don't have mental illness. Right. <laughs> right. But the smart, some of the smartest, I only, I only know a handful of what I would call mega smart people. Yeah. And one of them is borderline insane. Two of them were border. One of them, you know, one of them was my brother that just passed away in February. And he, I think, in, in, you know, if you got your, where I was raised in these strong German Catholic communities, right? You are taught to keep your head down and pull this cart for 40 years and check these boxes and you'll have all this stuff, right? Yeah. And the people that don't ever deviate from that path seem, most of them seem to wind up with all that stuff. Right, so, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and then some of the like super it. smart people say, "You know what? I don't have to do that because I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that." And it make and it makes sense. And the problem with super smart people, just because it makes sense to them, doesn't mean it's going to make sense to the world. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they struggle with that. So back to talented people, I can see where. You know, if you're a uh, 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 songwriter, you know, I, what was that? What was that movie that the dude played singer songwriter in? The, the movie the guy played a songwriter? You in. know, the dude that plays uh, Jeff Bridges. Is it Jeff Bridges? Oh, oh Lonesome, Lonesome Heart. He's the, cow, he's the singer. Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart. Is it Crazy Heart? Okay. Yes. And and he writes a hit song, and what's his name? Yep. Cuts the song, and, and he's got a royalty check, and he just hands it to that girl to handle that, her kid. Here, give, give, give your kid some. 
right? Yeah, that's not how it works anymore. But good, yeah. But 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 my point was, in a rational person, that was making sense. You'd worry about the money, but to those kind of people, they either one or two things happen. They think they're going to make the next dollar, so they go mad. Or in that character, the money doesn't mean anything to them. You know, I happen to know a few people that money means almost nothing to them. For whatever reason, they live for the time, for the story, for the for the whatever, right? Which is ironic, considering what the Mega Millions is. How much? 70, 780 million or something? I'm sorry? What made 780 million? Powerball? I said, I said which is ironic. The, the Mega Millions is what? 700 and... I, I bought my ticket a while ago. I don't know. I can tell you one thing. <laughs> well, I better not say it. It might cost okay. me some fans. It might cost okay. me some fans. All right. Yeah. Don't okay. don't say that if you won the mega, the there would be no midweek out next week. No. I would drive first of all, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think I have my number some states like in Nebraska, you can claim it and be anonymous. Okay. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there are some. I don't think Missouri's one of them. So that's why I try to buy my lottery tickets on out on the road, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm in St. Louis or Kansas City or if I'm down by my mom's, I'm out of town. I, I try not to never buy one in my hometown. So if I did win the Powerball and they said, dude, you just won a Powerball, I said, no, it's somebody's other one. That's some long lost cousin or something, dude. That was way down in St. Louis. I don't know those people. <laughs> right? Hey, speaking of that, I just got a text from my mom. She just hit fifteen grand on a slot machine. Who did? Your mom? Oh, my mom. Yeah. Tell her to stand up and walk out. In real time. (laughs) Real time. (laughs) You know, stand up and walk out. Uh. Well, I mean, (laughs) so yeah. Back to the Powerball. If I don't, I would probably drive out to your place. I, you know, when I need a place to hang out, this is what I would do because I would need to hide. Now, it depends if school was on because school would screw me up because I would drive out to my dad's or drive out to your place and live in my camper while I try to decide what I was going to do, right? Yeah. Sounds fun. I mean, we could, yeah. Yeah, we or could, I would. I, I think we could go do the, I think we could do the, Midweek howl from different places in the world. How about that? Not and have people try to find me like a. Uh, it's like uh, Car- where's Waldo or where's Carl? Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, like a giant, like a giant. Um, <laughs> what are those called? You know when they hunt for stuff. Oh, scavenger hunt. Yeah, like a giant where's, scavenger hunt. Uh huh. Where, where's the howler? <laughs> where's the howler this week? That's right. <laughs> And try to figure out, you know, where or I'm maybe, at. Or, or figure out where we're going next. Uh, you know, I don't know. I would probably, right into the ditch, I would say, uh, metaphorically. <laughs> right right into, into the ditch, ditch is where I would be. I, uh, you know, there's about three ways to, to handle that. And, and I would probably... Uh, I don't even know if you, I don't even know what you'd think, right? I don't even, I don't even know. It's almost overwhelming to think about it. I wouldn't buy a new house. I would get the transmission fixed in my old truck. It seems, yeah. Logical stuff like that. Yeah. I would, I would drive, I would fly over to the UK and have Stephen Wade teach me how to play my guitars. I'd maybe buy a couple new guitars. And then just just isn't Steve, isn't Stephen Wade one of our big fans? He's one of our big fans. That's right. I would only hang out with my friends. I would lock my I would lock my accounts down, and the fifty eight followers that I have would be the only people I associate with. All right, hey, which listen. is okay because half of them look like Ukrainian women trying to find a new house. So I would have <laughs> right. <clears throat> so I would have what twenty twenty eight. 28 friends and 28 Ukrainians on the back of his motorcycle, one or the other. Well, I mean, how many do you really need, right? I, you know, I, you know, I ask myself that about guns all the time. <laughs> and I, I got enough of them and arrows and, and pocket knives. 
I think what we we were really going to talk about something this week, weren't we? What did we talk start talking about last week before I started rambling on? Oh, jeez, I, I don't even know. You, you there was something that you told me to remind you, and I can't remember. Because well, I'm, I'm going to get you know. Hey, have you seen these T-shirts with Che Guevara on it or or Castro? You know what I'm talking about? What, what, what do they say? Well, they just got their pictures on it. Just got their picture and, and people. Yeah, don't tell me you've never seen those Castro yeah, pe- shirts. Huh? But people don't understand why they're wearing them. Yeah, pe- I'm going to do that with Hunter Biden. I'm going to get Hunter Biden. If I want a Powerball, I'm going to get a Hunter Biden t-shirt and just wear it everywhere. <laughs> we're, back on, right we're back on Hunter Biden. Huh? <laughs> we're back on Hunter. Um, you reminded me, we talked about the lottery. I, I did watch a pretty good movie, and I think it, I can't remember if it was on Hulu or uh, Netflix. Was called Jerry and Marge Go Large, and it was star. It starred Brian Cranston and Annette Bening, and it was based on a real story. Um, the real story is this: this guy that owned a like a convenience store drive-through in Michigan. They had this this one lottery that that had like a nobody hit it. In so many, it's in so many drawings that went to a special drawing. Well, he figured he read the fine print and he figured out if you bought enough tickets, you could you could win. And so he started, but and they and they did the same game in Massachusetts. And so he started winning in Michigan and Massachusetts. To the point where I think he won like $27 million. Okay. And so they took that story and made a movie about it. And it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's, it's worth watching. You know, it's not, uh, you know, it's not winning an Oscar or anything, but uh, it's it's a fun movie to watch, you know. So it, it kind of talks about like Brian Carranson's character is one of those characters that just loves numbers and everything with them. And He's going to retire and and just happens to pick up the pamphlet and starts reading about the lottery. And his obsession with numbers leads him to believe, you know, they can win. So it's kind of it's a cool it's a cool movie. It really is. So I watched Gray Man last night. I saw that advertising. Ain't good. Yeah, it was OK. You know, it was. uh you know, it was okay. There was a few things you had to suspend your leave that I don't think he could have done. But, but uh, you know, any good movies full of stuff like that, right? Should be. That's that's what I that's what I think should be. <laughs> I, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I do every day that I probably shouldn't be able to do. This is what I, I want you to do. Just hold on a second. I'm going to throw you, I'm going to give you my show here for three minutes. I want you to tell people about that canine situation you were in today. Oh, dear Lord. Okay. Because if you don't tell it, I'm going to tell it, and I'll probably add some stuff to it. So okay, okay. I want so you to tell people <laughs> what you what get get the state of America. Okay, that's what I want to the state of America. State we got international. America. We got international listeners, and and I know some people overseas that think America's just one okay corral, right? Okay. And I want so, you to tell the story so they know it's worse than that. Worse like, things can happen than getting shot outside of seven one one. Go ahead. <laughs> so there is a house. Now, there's many houses on my mail route that have dogs that are just annoying. And I do not want to offend any dog lovers. But it, there's just nothing more annoying than walking up to a house every day and having dogs go back crap crazy, barking their heads off at you, baring their teeth for no reason. Okay. But I have this house uh, on the corner of uh, a couple little streets. <laughs> And so for probably a year, year and a half, their front porch is their dog kennel. And last year they had a litter of puppies that grew up on this porch. So they grew, so these puppies grew up seeing me every day and still grew up into a couple, you know, they had a couple dogs left that just hated my guts for no reason. 
The dogs. And the dogs, okay? And because I saw them as puppies and pet them a little bit, talk nice to them and stuff. But this, so this porch. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Is is now home, so they moved the that those dogs kept getting loose, and they'd come after me. Uh, they they had a Rottweiler in the house. They somehow it would get out, and they'd come after me, come after my subs, to the point where the one time I think the police had to tranquilize the Rottweiler or the pit bull because it's just it's just crazy. So. Instead of getting rid of the dogs or, or giving them a proper pen, about two weeks ago, the pit bull now is taking up residence on the front porch with nine pit bull puppies. And these people, you know, these dogs just crap all over this porch. And this, the lady that lives there will walk out from the house in her bare feet across the porch covered in dog crap to grab the mail from me, grab a package, nice as pie, turn around, traipse right back through that dog crap in her bare feet and just walk right into the house like there's like there's nothing to it. I, I needless to say, I cringe every time I see her do that because I can't imagine because because these dogs then do spend time in that house. So, um, and the other day I noticed how it's rather than have a bowl uh, for food for food, they just took a big handful of dog food and just spread it out all over the porch. <laughs> so those puppies, rather than going to one central bowl and eating, they're like pecking around on the porch like they're birds out in the yard looking for worms or bugs. So I, I, my subs won't even go anywhere up near the porch because this pit bull or this pit bull just goes bananas. And, and rather than put her inside, I guess when I was on vacation, they, they gave her a notice and said, look, you got to get that pit bull. They, they took a piece of plywood. Okay. And, and nailed it to the porch, to the inside of the porch, in front of the mailbox. So rather than just put the dog somewhere, now they, now there's a piece of plywood nailed to the uh, nailed to the wooden porch in front of the, or behind the uh, mailbox. So as you put the mail in the mailbox, the dog can't get you. So that is the state that I'm in. That I have to walk up to this house see these deplorable conditions, watch this lady walk around in dog crap in her bare feet and go back in her house. And these, I mean, they, these people really have no business having animals, more than one. They hardly can take care of themselves. But that's America. There's so much to unpack in that story that I don't know 
<laughs> where to go, right? I don't know how. Um, well, the original the original dog that was a puppy on the porch when they when it was all by itself on the porch as a dog, I I come down the street and drive by that house to go down to the end of the street to park. It would see my vehicle. And now, the mail truck I, you're talking about. The mail tr- yeah, I'm sorry, the mail truck. How it even knew that I was driving the mail truck. It's just could have been a it's just a white vehicle. It would jump up and start barking and growling at the because it I parked down the street far enough. It, it doesn't see me get out of the mail truck. It has no way of connecting me to that vehicle. But well, you know, my it, it just knows. My Labrador, when he was a puppy, well, up until I moved from from the Minneapolis suburb I lived in, the UPS truck, he would go berserk. He went berserk on two things, the UPS truck and um, this this neighbor uh, that we had down the street, he went berserk on that. And we always surmised, okay, did the neighbor do something to him as a puppy? You know what I mean? But we don't know what his problem with it. You know, he's a chocolate lab, so I used to joke when he was a little puppy that if he thinks it's his mother and she's leaving him every time so she comes in a cul-de-sac <laughs> and he gets his you know hopes up and then she leaves him but uh i don't know you know the na- the the i'm not even gonna say it i was gonna tell an indian story and i decided not to oh jeez. <laughs> i seen the pope was up in canada back in Apologize for stuff the church did, so I'm I don't want my ancestors to have to apologize for this comment I was about to make. All right, fair enough. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, I, I was always told that the dogs, the dogs, if the the first time they bark at you and you you know come up, deliver the mail, and walk away, well, they think they've done their job by barking at you and chasing you off. So then they're going to do it every day. Because you're still walking up on their property, they're barking at you, and you leave. So they, every day they think they're doing the right thing. So I, it just drives me crazy. It's so annoying, and I know it shouldn't get to me, but that's why I'm on the countdown clock to retirement because um, I'm getting, I'm starting to be grump, a grumpy mailman, and I don't, you know, nobody wants a grumpy mailman. Why? It's just not fun. I mean. Man, most of the stuff you get in the mail is bad anyway, you know. You spent money on stuff you couldn't afford, and you're getting bills, or you're getting tax notices. You, you want to get it with a smile. You don't want me to be grumpy, right? It's, you know, I watched the young, other day. Huh? Some young, get some young kid in there to do my route so they can be happy. Would he? Yeah, but won't he just turn into you? So you the longer, that? so the longer you you. You occupy that position, you're actually helping those kids. <laughs> I'm keeping them from becoming me. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. I've got a whole new perspective. Yes. Right. You. you right. That is a sacrifice you're making for your fellow man every day. I. I hear. I now. Now I have a new reason to uh, to go to work on Wednesday. Cause tomorrow's my day off, so I got a new reason on Wednesday. I'll have a skip skipping my step, maybe. That's you. It's just all how you look on life, right? That's why I, you know, I told my son, you know, he was going in the military and he was talking about, you know, these kids have been told their whole life to find a job that you 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 like or do something you love, and it'll always feel like you never went to work. You don't yeah. or never worked a day in yeah. your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I tell my kids that and their friends that it's not the way to look at things. Fine, because what will happen is if you love your job, you're going to wake up one day and be old, and you go, where's the time? Where did it all go? It all went so fast, right? If you love your job, yeah. Okay. If you just love, yeah. So so get a crappy job, and you will, <laughs> and you will, you will, you Every live day will grind. Every day will, and that's why I tell my boy to marry an ugly chick. Right? Oh, God. Because if you marry some good-looking hottie or whatever— It'll, you just wake up one day and you'll be old. It'll be over. But you marry some old mutt from the bar, and every day <laughs> you'll make every minute count. It'll it'll just it'll drag on so long that you will never wake up and say, "Where'd the time go?" You're like, when is this ever? Maybe going get one to from end? the factory. Yep, get one from the factory where you're working. 
and it'll just it'll make it'll you'll you'll squeeze every it's one step better than being in prison. You'll squeeze every minute out of this life. It, it'd be like uh, Meatloaf at the end of uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Life, not waiting for the end of time to hurry. Is up that what he ride. says? Well, yeah, because you know she says she's not giving in unless he tells he tells her that he loves her, and he goes, "I love you forever. I'll love you to the end of you know for the end of time." And then it happens, and now he's like, "Now I'm waiting for the end of the time." <laughs> right now he's like, "How do you yeah. remember all that song? I can't even listen to it all because I can't listen to the whole thing because." Oh, it's fantastic! What are you talking about? Well, you know, I don't know about that, but. You know who it's, produced it's, that song? You know who produced that album? Um, yeah, it's um. Well, I don't know if I know who produced it, but you it was, do. Um, you just didn't think of him being a producer. Well, I know the guy who Todd Rundgren. Okay, Todd Rundgren, but oh God, the record company was owned by the guy who used to help David out. Um, Oh, for gosh sakes. I can't think of his name. Where's Wade at? Wade needs to be on speed dial. He needs to be our uh, lifeline. Because I listened to this interview with Todd Rungengrib, and he said the reason why Bad Eye, because they asked him, they said, because he's been in some bands, he's done a lot of stuff, right? Yeah, and I think everybody, what do they like? What, his most famous song is that. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on my drum, drum all day. Yeah, something like right? that. So he said... Yeah, I'd meet Loaf. I don't remember. Was nobody, he married he said, to Cher? He was married to Cher, too, right? When, that would that would, that would would make the days go by. I mean, slow down. Being married to Cher? I would think, man, because, oh, dude, she gets on my nerves sometimes. You know, well, I've got a song. Well, we're talking like this. We're talking about the sun, you know, the Sunny and Cher show days. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but I, and I've got a spot for Lebanese women with all dark hair and almond eyes. But there's just something about her. I don't, you know, I don't know. And maybe it? that's why. Maybe because Lebanese. When I think of her, I think of Lebanese, which makes me think of Klinger on Mash. Oh, Tony Pacos. You know. That's okay. Did you know that? Okay, so Liv Tyler thought Todd Rundgren, Rundgren was her dad. I, I I only knew that because I just saw it a while ago when I looked it up to make sure that's who I, before I said it. But she was raised by Steven Tyler. Yes. Well, no, she no, she was. He even though he left or her mom and, and Todd Rundgren broke up, he still was an active part of her life. It says here, she didn't find out that uh, Stephen Tyler was her dad until she was 11. So there you go. But anyway, he said the reason what made that album is that song, because at the time, is it like seven minutes? Does that sound right? Seven minutes? Oh, probably, yeah. And it was the longest song out there. The dude did... One of the dudes that helped it, you know, it just just pushed it fearlessly. Maybe it was Meatloaf out there pushing it. And the other thing, it was such a long song back in the days when they when studios, uh, radio stations played albums. So those guys could go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, or go out and smoke a joint, or see their old lady, or whatever. And and that's what made that song, and that's what made that album. It is um, looking at it right now. That's. Uh... Paradise by the Dashboard Light is eight minutes and twenty-eight seconds long on the album, and even the and even the uh, single for radio is five minutes and thirty-two seconds. And Jim Steinman, Steinman was the wow. And maybe he, that's who was out was there pushing song. it all the time. So here you go. Here you go. This is for all our fans out there who like the music trivia that we... So the guy that wrote Paradise by the Dashboard Light also wrote about this. Total Eclipse of the Heart. <clears throat> Air Supplies Making Love Out of Nothing at All. The other Meatloaf song, uh, I Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That. 
Um, Celine Dion's cover of It's All Coming Back to Me Now. Wow. I mean, seriously, those songs right there would have... Wow. Just the royalties off those songs alone. Would pay for this podcast. Would pay for a lot more than this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how many... I don't even know how many albums Loaf's thing sold, but it had to be... 10 million probably right i don't know i mean i can't count i'm not that i don't know i'm guessing um oh my god worldwide it has sold 43 million copies that is probably as many copies of albums cds whatever in a total year now of everything combined is probably what because they just don't sell stuff anymore no no heavens no 43 million copies i okay i'll do the math for everybody at home so when you write a song and it gets on an album get 9.1 cent per song okay now that that song then that 9.1 is divided between all the writers on that particular song. He is the only writer on that song. So, so does that mean he gets to keep all the money? So just for that song, yeah, he gets all the money. He made $3.9 million, $3.9 million just on album sales. Doesn't include it getting played on the radio or single sales or anything like that or streaming or four million dollars off one song now granted it is an eight minute eight minute and 52 seconds song but so then in that case he lost money if you divide the dollars by seconds in the album he might have you know that might be a cheap song. yeah most songs are three three yeah. minutes and 30 seconds he got his he got his they got his money their money out of him yeah there you, you know, go. I don't know. And nobody knew who that guy was. Think about that. Think about that. They still don't know con- who he is. Yeah. Think about that guy's contribution to pop culture in the 70s and 80s with just those handful of songs I named. And uh, and nobody, nobody knows who he is. Still, Nobody even, nobody even knows See, who he is. See, that's what I want. I want to be rich without the fame. Can you do that? He proves you could, right? I mean, if I inv- if he that guy was still alive, I could have him come to like a songwriter night, and and, he, and everybody I think would be blown away just for those just for those five songs. <laughs> if he got up there with a guitar, piano, and sang them, there you go. They wouldn't believe it that one person was responsible for uh, for those songs. So, I hope everybody listening goes and. Goes and streams those songs today. I guess I don't know. I'm trying <laughs> to helps, figure out. I had I had I like so many things, right? I had so many things to talk about. Crime. I was going to make fun of some people. I was going to make fun of the world. I was going to be sarcastic and mean, and we ended up talking about meatloaf. I know. You know, my one buddy. He always he he uh, lived by three. He lives by three principles that his dad. Always told him so number one was never let your meat loaf. There right. Number two was you always dribble before you shoot. And number okay. three, which was about basketball, I never understood that. But anyway, number three was those who know don't tell, and those who tell don't know. How about that one? Well, I mean, that's I usually say where you're headed is where you'll be. <laughs> where you're headed is where you'll be. All right, I like it. Yeah, I mean that's just where it is, right? Where so, then, so, where... so before we jump off, what, what was this something? What, what kind of crime were you going to make fun of? I don't just dumbasses. You know, every week I think I'm going to talk about something good because I, you know, I, 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 I go through countless 
gigs of news stories because I do t- every morning I give it up. I'm just I'm going to tell you some behind the scenes here. I'm going to get intimate with the audience. Every morning I pour Pepsi and I sit in my chair. I have my phone in one hand and my iPad in the other hand, and I have play Clash of Clans, and I have two different clans, one on each device, and I get my daily daily participation uh, points. People that people all know will know, and then I see what my clan's doing every single day. That's how I start my day. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And um, and then once I jump in that, I jump through the news. You know what I mean? I hit a couple news sites. I and I invariably read dumb stuff that I want to excuse me. I want to make fun of some people. You know, I want to make. Unfortunately, it's eight, seven thirty, or six thirty, depending on what time I get up. It's six thirty in the morning on a Tuesday, and nobody's there to make fun. Hear me make fun of the latest Walmart, you know, villain. <laughs> right. Oh god! Because I'm down here in the Ozarks, where every day it's it's a car wreck, an ATV wreck. We had a deal the other day that there was four women hospitalized, transported after wrecking a golf cart. And you read the accident report, and they're all in their late fifties, early sixties. And it's like, <laughs> if anybody wants to, you know what I mean? I can put my twelve-year-old out there, or my fifteen-year-old. Well, my fifteen-year-old daughter, she gets on ATV and runs up to the top of the hill and picks up a couple girls and brings them down here and hang out at my house because I got fast internet and swimming pool and a bunch of food, right? So that's what kind of environment I have. And she paradise. can do that not on wood. You, you got do paradise. I? You got paradise. That's what you got. And when I say jump on an ATV, she's jumping on a big old Polaris four-wheel drive, four-wheeler. Not a, I don't have a side-by-side. I don't have a golf cart. I don't have any of that stuff. Okay, so she can successfully, knock on wood, negotiate however many kids want to sit on this thing and get them down here to my house. How do these four soccer moms or golf wives or whatever you want to call them, they can't freaking go from one house to the other house during cocktail hour without rolling this golf cart? Well, I think maybe the key state part of that statement is cocktail hour, right? <laughs> well, this is what I think the problem is. If you and people that will know, I hate to repeat myself, right? If you if you if kids have run amok a little bit like you and the judge right? You have developed some skills to do shady shit. (laughs) Like drive the golf cart down the highway or roadway or whatever, sneaking around and not wipe it out or crash it, right? But these people, remember I was telling you the people who kept their head down and checked all those boxes? Yeah. Okay, they don't develop bad decision-making skills. So in order to develop bad decision-making skills, You've got to make some bad decisions and live through it, right? That's right. Those people don't. They just make good decisions their whole life. So the first time they ever, you know, do something stupid, they get in trouble or get found out or get wiped out or whatever, and they don't understand why. Well, it's because you didn't do enough shady shit when you were a kid. You didn't develop bad (laughs) decision-making skills. (laughs) You know what I mean? I see it all the time down here. I Listen, I... That's probably a good rule of thumb, I would say. <laughs> Do some more shady stuff. Well, I'm just up. telling you. I mean, I can go down here at the river, right? I can go down here at the river any given day, and the river feeds into – there's two different rivers feed into the lake, right? Yeah. And there's be dudes in with no driver's licenses in their pickups putting their boats in the water, drunk, depending on what how, what time of day he is, right? They successfully back down that ramp, put that boat in the water, park the truck, get back in the boat, and go out and do all kinds of nefarious stuff on the water, right? They drink, smoke dope, catch two, keep fish that are too short, keep too many of them, dodge the game warden, dodge the troopers getting there, dodge the deputies leaving, and they don't have a problem. If I see a boat wreck down here, and every week there's a boat wreck or a four wheel or a, a motorcycle wreck or some kind of wreck, it's some it's some rich guy in a $250,000 powerboat or $105,000 Escalade, and they can't keep their shit together. It's almost like we need to, we need a, a, a training school 
for the rich and famous down here, right? So if you're going to come down here in the Ozarks and play, you have got to get be a certified redneck. And if you if you got to go to our school, you know, like the OSHA school, like an eight hour school or forty hour, you get the OSHA card. You got to have you do your eight hours or your forty hours or your one twenty. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so so you've went to the forty hour redneck school down here at Brumley. <laughs> And you've graduated, so therefore you can party between here and the you know between the thirty eighth parallel and the Mason Dixon line or whatever. Okay, uh, that card with reciprocity in Arkansas, West Eastern Oklahoma, and Kentucky and Tennessee. You know, you like, the a, old, like the old like the old CDL. Yeah, you remember when you were a kid and the truck drivers had all them stamps, all them fuel stamps on the side. Yeah, of the I was car. gonna say, do, do you get a sticker for your window? Yeah, it says yeah, I can go there. I can go. I can go. I can cross the bridge into Kentucky because I've been. I got my forty-yard redneck card. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows what's hiding in our shadows At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.